I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah! Yeah! How about that? The mega fall season is starting in less than a week. Rams football in just a little bit more than a week. Eight days. The start of the NFL season, Andy. It's a it's an exciting time to be here. It really is. It's beats the hell out of the summer. <laughs> yeah, this look, nothing really happened in the NBA. The Dodgers have a four hundred and eighty seven game lead in their division. The Rams are the Super Bowl champs, they're gonna be really good again. It's 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 a nice problem to have when all of the teams are good or just kind of sitting there. And if nothing else, you know, there are a lot of questions moving forward with the Lakers. We know they're gonna be interesting. We know this upcoming season is going to be interesting. <laughs> yes, by the most literal definition of the word interesting, they will be that. It, it ain't going to be boring. <laughs> no. Like, I don't think what lies ahead will be boring. It may not make you happy. may not make you as happy as... You will be interested. Yes. <laughs> you will be yes. interested in the outcome of the things. How are you feeling today? You look good. You you, you, you found like you have a good bounce in your step, a twinkle in your eye. You look pretty good. Um, I had a decent night's sleep, although we, we've got some issues at home with the dogs. Okay. Um, one of the, our big dog, uh, there's no polite way of putting this. He's got the runs. Travis. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're not. Okay. Does he try to get outside in time? Well, yeah. And yesterday, apparently while I was, while I was here, actually, um, he, I didn't think we were going to open the show with dog runs. I didn't think so either, but you asked about the sleep. No, the, yeah. I, I, gets, I didn't say I wasn't interested. It gets to the sleep. Um, it's a long way going there, but it gets to the sleep. The, the dog actually. Uh, he took a poop on my daughter's rug. That's Our, unfortunate. Yeah, my, please tell me it's a rug that you can remove and yes. have cleaned or throw yes. away. Uh, or it something is. Like it's, it's one of those throw-down rugs. <laughs> okay, that has good. Been since thrown away. Okay, good. The, the part of the problem is there are these specific floors we have in our house that are, I guess, too slick for the dog to feel comfortable. He's a big dog. He doesn't feel comfortable walking on these floors. Okay, so he won't go in. Like it's it's. Really pathetic. He's this eighty-pound pit bull mix that is afraid, terrified of a linoleum. Yes, he's afraid to walk into like a third of our house. He won't walk in. And our office space has one of these floors, and also (laughs) so does the bathroom in my daughter's room. Okay, that's next that connects her room to the office. Got it. It, Actually, I take it back. My wife's floor in in our office. That floor is fine. But the connecting floor... He can't get there. He can't get there. <laughs> yeah, it's and like I a th- moat. And I think it's it a, is. It's a it dog is like moat. a moat. And I believe he was trying to signal, in retrospect, my wife thinks, he was trying to signal that he needed to go out, but he was afraid to go close enough to her <laughs> to let her know, so he eventually crapped on the rug. Um Gave him some emodium. Seems okay so far, but last night. Okay, can I, I as a non-dog owner, I have follow-up questions. Is there dog emodium, or you just give it people emodium? People emodium. Okay, checked with the vet. Okay, uh, people emodium. He also too. This is exciting. <laughs> Our dog, because he may have picked up, picked up on this by now. The the pity mix. He's something of a neurotic fellow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, He's got a lot of neurosis. Yes, I see. He has a prescription for. Dog Xanax, which is the same oh, thing wow. as human Xanax. <laughs> oh, yes. Same got dosage? Yes. Huh. The dog might is have ha- to get a dog. <laughs> the dog is my, my, my doctor veterinarian guy, um, my dog seems to be experiencing a lot of anxiety. I take some of that dog Xanax. Yeah, the, do- it's, the dog has had an easier time getting a Xanax prescription than me or my wife, <laughs> who frankly could both use it. Right. So gave the dog some emodium yesterday. Seems to be moving in the right direction for for dinner. He just got rice because rice supposedly helps with that. But sure. Last night, middle of the night, my daughter is having trouble sleeping. She's eleven, okay. so she wants to sleep on. We have a sectional. She wants to sleep on the sectional, which basically means sleep on the sectional with me, me on one side of the sectional. Because the dog is in the bed. Well, the well, yeah, the dog always <laughs> takes the bed, but. I think she wanted to sleep on the sectional, but by definition, that means she wants an adult with her. Okay. The dog often, in the middle of the night, goes to the sectional to sit there, but there's no room for him on the sectional. He came out there, and I thought for a second 
that he was signaling he needed to go out. <laughs> so I thought I was going to be walking this dog at like 2.30 because uh-huh. all of a sudden I'm wide awake like, oh, I can't have a repeat of this. <laughs> yeah, we're running, we're running out of rugs. <laughs> running out of rugs. Um, but- you should go like Dexter and line your house with plastic. <laughs> <laughs> you should just have the entire non-floor area where he won't go. That You're, you're very, good there. Very American <laughs> psycho. <laughs> just cover the rest in plastic until the, what's the dog's name? Uh, Bobo. Until Bobo is feeling better, you know, yeah. we can just, please tell me it's from the Simpsons that you named him Bobo. No, actually, <laughs> he, he was being fostered before. Okay. And his name was Bobo. Okay. Like I, I feel like frankly it's an undignified name for a dog, but this was his name. He's yeah. nine. He's not going to learn a new name. Yeah, I like Bobo. But to the bet, oh, he's a. I'll tweet out a photo of Bobo at at uh, at Cam Brothers. Yep. This is also interesting with Bobo. He gets called <laughs> handsome. Oh, is Bobo a handsome, a handsome dog? He's always strangers always describe him as handsome. Okay, and that's always the. the Does he look like George Clooney? I mean, what are we talking about here? Well, my wife and I went through this. (laughs) She landed on the perfect one. He he reminds her of a young James Garner. Like Rock, like Rockford Files era James Garner. Not Maverick James Garner. Rockford Files James Garner. Well, I guess you could maybe get to like Maverick. Yeah, like Maverick. I, it's hard to say because this is my favorite topic we've which ever had Ma- on this okay, show. Which Maverick? Are you talking young Maverick or I'm, movie Maverick? I'm talking, Maverick? no, Western television's black and white Maverick from like the 50s and 60s. All right, I'll tweet out a photo of Bobo at Cam Brothers. You can tell me. Emily can tell me. Funches can tell me. Real th- quick, do either of you know who Jim Garner is? No. Yes, I do. You Space do? Cowboys. I, yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Cowboys. yes. Yeah. Jim Garner was an incredibly famous television and movie actor in the 60s and 70s. Yes. And just to complete the circle, my mother used to go ride horses in Jim Garner's backyard when she was a kid. (laughs) Go figure, right? That they lived in the same neighborhood, and they would go over, and they would go ride horses and go swimming at Jim Garner's house. That's pretty sweet. Isn't that great? He was apparently, by the way... Because my wife and I started researching James Garner after this when she landed on James <laughs> Garner. He apparently was a great guy. Yeah. yeah they, they were friends with my grandparents. He's handsome. I'm looking at a picture yeah. of him now. Yeah. Not well, as handsome as Bobo. We're we'll about see. to find out. I'm, I'm looking for a really good pick of Bobo. I mean, you can, you can only make a first impression once. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think of another, like, we're not going to come. I'm not going to get more like a Chuck Connors vibe from Bobo. Am no, I, 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 we, thinking I of think, other cowboys from the 50s and 60s. Well, he doesn't have a cowboy vibe. I don't think it's specifically cowboy. I think. Does he drive a gold Camaro? <laughs> <laughs> I remember there's a Thunderbird. I forget what, what old Jim used to drive in the Rockford Files. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I'm no, that's just all right. The right. That's all right. This, this, look, this is this is terrific. We've opened up with uh, with Bobo today. It's a great way to start. We've got Ask Andy coming up uh, at 10:45. We had a very good Ask Andy on Monday, and we're yeah. already off to a good start right there. Just so Bobo themed Ask Andy. <laughs> Bobo themed Ask Andy would be a, a great way to do it. Let me tell you right now. Uh, go sign up for Cover Five. Right, we did this during the NCAA tournament, and you sh- we're going to do it the entire football season. Right, and if we have a group, the Travis and Sliwa Show has a group. The code is TS22. Um, I joined the league this morning. Emily's already in the league. Funch, have you signed up for, uh, are you in the league yet? Not yet. Okay, Not yet. you're going to sign up and do the league. Andy's going to do the league. And if you win each week, you get 100 bucks. Okay, you don't have to put anything in. You just have to play. You, you, this is, you just go and you just play. You can win 100 bucks. But if you win the whole season, you'll get a Travis and Sliwa experience. Now, what that entails, I'm open to suggestions. I am, I, we can come up with some sort of, um, prize that if you win the whole season long, you'll get to do it. And what you do is you pick five games against the spread. And I'm just going to use round numbers. Say every game is a five point spread and every game covers by 10 and you were on the right side of it. You'd get an additional five times five, get an additional 25 points. So it's the spread plus or minus what you got right or wrong. Add up all of your points. And that's your total for the week. It is a great way to do it. Cover 5. Go to Cover5.com. Put the app on your phone, and you will have a great time doing that. And, Andy, have you found Bobo's best best side yet? TS22, that's the code. Yep. Uh, I did. Unfortunately, I lost the photo. i got to scroll back through again. Oh, no. <laughs> Just Google Jim Garner dog and see what, <laughs> see, see what comes up on Google. I don't know if Bobo is famous enough yet. <laughs> so, oh, Speaking of Google, um, I told you, we, we, you and I were texting a little bit last night, Andy. Um, 
So I, I firmly believe that somebody somewhere is keeping track of everything we Google and, and, and search on the Internet, yeah. right? It just kind of makes sense. Somewhere there's a database where it says Travis Rogers searched monkey coffin on Google last night. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> because I, I look, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm intrigued by our uh, super friend spec script that we're going to write. And I was trying to find the right prop for our opening shot of Gleek's funeral where I want to come in from bird's eye view and zoom in on, on Gleek's coffin. And so twin powers activate. <laughs> I needed to see what a monkey coffin actually looked like. So I Googled monkey coffin and to my very, very significant disappointment, there's an actual thing called a monkey coffin that has nothing to do with what monkeys it? and it's a, it's a way to set up your speakers. It's a very specific speaker setup where you've got the amps and the speakers and the bass and the wood. Like if you Google it, you'll get a bunch of pictures of, of, of speakers. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I was like, I, I, I feel much better that that's maybe just think I'm an aspiring musician that I'm not some weirdo writing a cartoon movie. Why would they call that a monkey I coffin? Have no idea. But when I told you last time, I'm like, remind me to tell you the story of the monkey coffin. There apparently I, you have to put it to you this way. You have to really scroll through a bunch of pages until you get to actual monkey coffins. <laughs> I just read a page like Revenge of the Monkey Coffin. I'm yeah. like, I, this is a lot. It's, uh, I mean, it's in there. Not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but now I'm sort of worried that, you know, we live in a real world. Monkeys die. Yes. Like, there's no dignified way to send these monkeys off. Like, well, the, the only the only picture I was able to find was animated, and the monkey looked like he was having a good time. I'm like, that's that's not the vibe I want to set for our opening shot of our our movie that we're going to make. But like, are are monkeys getting like a dignified? Doesn't sound like it. It's funeral. The, this sounds like they just kind of. Get rid of them. I don't know if there's a Viking like, funeral. A, I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a Viking an Eskimo, right? Where they put them on the ice floe and just kind of shove them off in the sea, and and that's it. I I don't know, but uh, yeah, they're they're hard to find, Andy. So we may have to have our prop department build us okay, one. Well, here here we go. This becomes like you know how all of these DC Marvel movies there are toys, yes, and stuff. <laughs> All these children across the land will be playing with their monkey coffins. <laughs> like when you get your Yoda Star Wars figure when you were a kid and had a little snake yeah. around his neck. You're like, oh, it's got an neck. <laughs> then Gleek would come with, with coffin included. <laughs> It'd say right there on the box. All these, you know, soon to be very deeply disturbed children. They'll be, you know, sitting around with their friends hey. play, reenacting Gleek's funeral. I'm all for it. I am all for it. Yeah, we uh, look. We we need to stop talking about this because we're just giving away all the best ideas. Oh, look, a lot of people in this city listen to this show. Everyone in this town is an aspiring screenwriter <laughs> for sure. You, there, you and I included. Yeah, there, there's there's some hack out there who hasn't worked in like 15 years who all of a sudden thinks he's about to break into the DC universe. <laughs> Settle down, pal. Yeah, we've got you covered. We've yeah. got you covered. All right. Um. I have a. I'm, I'm gonna get. I'll give Greg credit because I, I had. I said. I said something to Greg last night. Well, we were watching the Dodger game, texting back and forth, and the Dodgers have basically resorted to trick shots to win games now. <laughs> it's kind of like watch this. What? Let, hey, 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 guys! You know what we're gonna do tonight? We're gonna have Jake Reed pitch the ninth inning. No, no, no! Really, we're gonna do that, and they're winning anyway. So Berg had the idea of naming him Dave Roberts, Dude Perfect. <laughs> we're just gonna kind of throw. Great. Isn't that great? That is I, great. I thought it was great too. So we're gonna talk about Dave Dude Perfect Roberts and what the Dodgers did last night. Uh, I'll give you the, the the magic number, not to win the division, not to set the franchise record, but to set the major league record because every night they win. What they need to do moving forward gets more and more manageable, including last night. Uh, it was, it was a real juxtaposition of one team that was desperate to win a game that had buzz all over the ballpark and another team that was doing dude perfect shots. It was, it was a, an interesting afternoon. They're not fair. They're it's not silly. Fair. It's silly. They, We'll get into it when we come back. What the Dodgers did yesterday was borderline offensive to the baseball gods. We'll do that next. It's Travis Lee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so go to uh, at Cam Brothers on Twitter, Cat Cam Bros. Um, Cam Brothers. Is it Cam Brothers? No, Cam Bros is a poor lady named Kathy Ambrose. <laughs> oh, who, oh, does she get tagged a lot she with Laker stuff? Well, I think she left Twitter. <laughs> but she used to all the, I felt so bad for this poor woman. She used to always get people screaming at her about her Laker takes. <laughs> <laughs> poor woman. She's probably, yeah, she's probably a Suns fan now. <laughs> They've oh, driven I, her to I think another she team. got off social because of us. That's very funny. Um, so you tweeted out a picture of Bobo, who is sitting there with an adorable little uh, plush lobster mm-hmm. in, his, in his lap. Um, I... I I can kind of see it. <laughs> That's what's so crazy. Kind of that a young James a, What is the other? He's a pit mix. What's the rest of the mix? I'm not sure. I've always suspected boxer. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, I can see that. Okay. My wife thinks he's, an, I think it's called like an American pit bull or something okay. like that. Um, but could be there's a mix def- of both. Yeah, there's... De- he he's probably a mix of a bunch of different things. He's definitely there's pit in there for sure. Yeah, no, you can tell by the the the, the cut of his jib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's some uh, pit in there. He's a handsome young man. He I'm- he's got an odd James Garner vibe to him. That is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Had you said something like, hey, who does my dog look like? I'm not landing on James Garner, but now that you've said it, I can kind of see it. Yeah, my my wife and I were trying to figure this out because, like, you know, we become proud parents in this. He always, like always, it's happened a couple days ago, strangers stop. They're like, oh, look at the dog. And they always say, he's so handsome. So we were trying to figure out who his handsome human equivalent would be. And my wife, to her credit, she landed on young James Garner. That's and I was awesome. Like, I actually think that's correct. <laughs> that's really, really funny. And uh, look, if any of you listeners out there have a dog that resembles a, a, a television star at any point, go ahead and send them along and give us your suggestions. Um, all right. So tonight is kind of interesting, right? Tonight you're going to get Jacob DeGrom pitching for the Mets, and he's not just the Mets' best pitcher. He's probably the best pitcher in the National League when, when all is said and done. He's healthy. Uh, and he appears to be healthy right now. Um, so I think it's a really good test for the Dodgers to see what they can do against him tonight. And, and we'll see how they approach it. We'll, we'll, we'll see what the lineup looks like. Last night, the vibe at Citibank Field, I still want to call it Shea Stadium. That's how old I am. But the guy, <laughs> the vibe at Shea was pretty good. Like there, there was a little buzz in the air. It felt like, Hey, these are the two best teams in the national league. They're both playing really well. They're both, you know, competing for that top spot. Although I just can't imagine a world where the Dodgers don't hold on to that, but it felt important right up until the Dodgers went out there to start playing the game. Here's, I'm just going to give you a, a 30 second recap of what this was last night. The Dodgers did not play well. They played the second best team against in the National League. They were in a hostile environment. They pitched Heath Hembry, real name, real guy. They pitched Jake Reed. Heath Hembry was the winning pitcher for the Dodgers last night. Jake Reed picked up save number one of his major league career. And they won the game. 
with literally trick shots. Like, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to pitch Heath Embry tonight. Watch this. Hey, you know what we're going to do? Ninth inning. Uh, Craig, have the night off. You know, Evan Phillips, you're going to have to pitch. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put Jake Reed out there. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful of these guys, but they literally are at that point in the season where they're, I wonder if we can win this game with one hand tied behind our back. That's what it felt like. Look, this gets back to you and I have talked about this before, Travis. My theory with Dave Roberts' insistence on using Craig Kimbrell all season, even though he really has not lived up to any standards, he drives Dodger fans insane, I don't think he's going to be pitching meaningful late innings in the playoffs. It's because, A, it doesn't matter. B, if you're going to eventually take him out of the, you know, take him out of that closer spot, you want to give him every single opportunity so that when you eventually take him out, you can look him in the eye and say, dude, you got your shot. Didn't work out. And the Dodgers are just in a position right now where they can screw around. Like, they have the luxury of being able to screw around right now. They, they pitched Ethan Embry, who I believe had the lead in the Scooby-Doo movie. I, I was going to say, <laughs> Ethan Embry was a 90s actor. Heath Hem Heath Hembry. It's I like Ethan Embry better. I'm just gonna go with that. But it was you could tell the Dodgers all the, in the in the ninth inning. All of a sudden, here comes Jake Reed, who has pitched, and I'm going by memory from what I heard last night. I think last night was his ninth major league appearance. Okay, this is the team, and, and there's I, there did feel like there's something else going on too, which was I'm not gonna show you my guys. You know, you'll 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 get to see what you get to see because we got to play these games. But I'm not gonna run out when I'm gonna run out when I have to have this. I'm gonna keep some of these uh, some of these options concealed. I think there was a little bit of that, but the Mets, re you could feel it when that lead leadoff base hit off of Jake Reed, and all of a sudden the place gets really really loud. Daniel Vogelbach comes up to hit, and he gets ahead in the count. The place getting really really. He's a pitch away from having two on and nobody out, and the place is rocking. Vogelbach bails him out a little bit, swings at a bad pitch, rolls into a double play, and basically kind of ended the game at that point. But you could feel how important it was to the Mets and their fans, and the Dodgers were barely paying attention. But it That's is insane. But it is important to the Mets and that team. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, context matters. For the Dodgers, you know, there's, there's information you can get from the series, particularly when you're going against, like, DeGrom, for example. Like, you know, there's stuff that you can – learn in terms of thinking out you know thinking out what might be the best lineup is there any is there any relative weaknesses mm -hmm. we're noticing in DeGrom that maybe we've got a batter in particular that could capitalize on it but the Dodgers aren't worried about anything other than are we all going to be healthy for the Mets who have not been in the playoffs since 2016 mm -hmm. I believe that was the last season they were in there there's a lot Writing on this in terms of, you know, building excitement with the fan base who hasn't had anything to cheer about again since 2016, but also proving to themselves if we see the Dodgers in the playoffs, we can make a series of this. We can maybe win this thing. It does matter to them. It should matter to it, them. It, it, I think it only matters to them if that makes sense. I the, the Dodgers could lose tonight eight to nothing, and they're gonna walk back into the clubhouse and say, "All right, one more tomorrow, guys, and we're headed home." Yeah, <laughs> that's it. There's not gonna be any dun 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 moment where, hey, oh my gosh, we're gonna have to face him twice in a five game series potentially or a seven game series potentially. Um, I don't think there's any of that. I think there's a lot of that on the other side of the building. I think that if the Mets lose tonight. I mean, they got Clayton Kershaw going tomorrow for the Dodgers. Uh, th that's a big deal. If they throw their best guy at the Dodgers, who are going to have, I think it's Tyler Anderson tonight, and they lose that game, the, I don't care how oh, it's baseball, anything can happen on any given night. Yeah, okay, but this is a really good team who's kind of just shooting layups at this point against a team that's trying to do everything they well, can. Well, it really depends in particular how the Mets lose. Like, if they lose tonight 2-1, to one, you can still look at that situation and say, all right, he's still Jake DeGrom. Throw him out there a different night in a series. We like our chances, at least in that game. Then maybe a couple weird things break our way. But if they put up five or six runs on DeGrom, mm. that's when Mets fans are going to be like, this just ain't happening. No, it, it, it's, I get it. I've, I can hear the baseball people right now. Hey, it's short series. I know. I know it is, but Jake Reed... 
and Heath Hembry is my response to that. That if, if we're winning those games, then I don't want to hear about it when we're pitching the guys. Well, when how we're many pitching times, the important players. How many times, particularly in a short series, can you put DeGrom on the mound? Twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's only yeah. so many times you can go back to your that's, – that's the danger in certain respects of your best player being a pitcher. Because as great as that guy is and as much control as he has over that one game – you're only going to see him so many times in a series. Stat here of the day is Jake Reed, who got his first career save last night against uh, his, one of his former teams, the New York Mets. Stat here of the day is presented by Stat Hero, the daily fantasy app that focuses on player lineups and not Vegas lines. Sign up at StatHero.com. Use the promo code 710 for a 100% deposit match. That's promo code 710. Stat Hero, reshaping the future of daily fantasy. Visit StatHero.com for details. It. So you see these guys, and let, let's go back to the beginning of the game last night. Andrew Heaney starts for the Dodgers, who, when he's been healthy, has been not good. He's been great, re- re- legitimately great. He's been, he's only gotten hit hard really once all year. He gives up a home run here or there, but as long as there's nobody on base, who really gives a you-know-what, right? This is a guy that the Angels got rid of. This is a guy that the Yankees tried a reclamation project on, didn't really take, and the Dodgers took him in, and we saw what he did last night. You know, all joking aside, Heath Hembry comes in. He's a former Pittsburgh Pirate. Jake Reed is 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 a, on the wrong side of thirty. Kind of floated around, got a save last night. I'm not so sure that that's not what they're the best at, and they're they they might be the best at everything. They're best at spending money. They're best at spending money correctly. They're best at building a major league roster. They're all of these things. They draft really. Dodgers haven't had a super high draft pick in a really long time. They're too good. They're getting Walker Buehlers and Dustin Mays and Will Smiths and, and Cody Bellingers. They're getting guys that are really good players. But what they're so much better at than everybody else is finding a guy that is just kind of out there on your team, maybe underperforming, maybe about to get knocked out of baseball, or at least Major League Baseball, and saying, no, 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 give, give me that guy. Chris Taylor, Justin Turner, Evan Phillips might be their closer in the in, in the postseason. He was a guy that was pitching for the Baltimore Orioles and couldn't get anybody out. You look at a guy like Blake Trinan, who was a former All-Star but got hurt. Nobody wanted him. To, no, no, no. Bring that guy in here. Andrew Heaney, who pitched last night. Max Muncy. Trace Thompson bounced around a ton before really finding his groove with the Dodgers this time through. Tyler Anderson is a guy that could win 17, 18 games. He's a guy that the Rockies said we can't use this anymore. It's insane that it's not one or two. Anybody can do that. They do it virtually every time they take someone else's discards and turn them not into a capable player, but a really good player. No one else is doing this. Well, I mean, they're they're money ball with money. Mm. Like they have the same valuing of value, if that makes sense. Like at, at its most literal, they value value. They value having value in different players. And they pay attention to those little details, you know, the the things that you can spot that maybe other teams aren't or the different way to utilize a guy or, you know, what's holding him back. Like, it's not as big as you think it is. If we can fix these one or two relatively small things, you've got a really good player. It's that same money ball approach in terms of just identifying a player's strengths as opposed to focusing on their weaknesses but on top of it, you have actual money that you can use to to build a star foundation and then have those other guys on top of it. I, I, want to, I think it's a step further than that. I think you're right, but it, I think it's more than that. Because let's use Moneyball as an example, right? That in the movie, Chris Pratt plays Scott Hatterberg, mm-hmm. okay? Chris... Or, Scott Hatterberg was a guy that other people had that really didn't work in the A's. You know, he walks a lot. Let's put him. And he became a useful player for the Oakland A's. Okay. And, and, and that was kind of the formula for this. And, and I understand it. That's the very first step of this. What the Dodgers do is find that guy. And it turns into Max Muncy, who makes all-star teams. Yeah. Not just makes it in the big leagues and finds a lane to survive. Makes Chris Taylor makes all-star teams. Hits big home runs in the postseason. This is a guy like Justin Turner, who was in New York, who was in Baltimore, who it really wasn't happening for, and has become one of the great all-time Dodgers. This is not just a guy who lasted a couple of extra years at the end of his career. They've turned him into a Dodger legend. That that's not just hey we you don't think he can play he can be the 18th guy on our team 
He was the best offensive player on this team for a large chunk of his Dodger career. It's extraordinary. Well, they also too. I mean, you can see you can see this in their minor league systems. They are great at not just identifying talent, but then nurturing that talent. Because there are plenty of other teams around the league that get these really highly touted prospects that for whatever reasons don't work out. So it's not just it's not just about spotting the talent, it's about developing it. But it seems like they're their ability to develop, it also stretches out to the major league level as well. Like there's, there are organizational approaches and philosophies that go top down from the big club to single A, mm-hmm. and they're good at honing stuff in all of their players. Yep. That they're use this as an example because they're the most nearby. When was the last time the Angels grabbed someone from another team and turned him into a much better player than he was before he got there? Get. Right? When was the last time that the Angels said, you know what? We can use that guy. And not just a guy that kind of plays, but a guy that becomes, oh, my God, what would we do without this guy? What would the Dodgers have been without Justin Turner over the last eight or nine years? And that, was a, this. Guy, that was a guy that when they acquired, no buzz no. whatsoever. Nothing. I mean, he'd been considered like a disappointment with the, with the Mets. He's been one of the great Dodgers of all time. Yeah. He, he really has. Now, when you're t- you know, he's not... Duke Snyder or something like that, but he and he's maybe maybe he's not going to be Oral Hershiser or Clayton Kershaw. But when you're talking about a period of unbelievable success, the guy that's been there for basically all of it, other than Kershaw, is Justin Turner. Yeah. He, he's he's the guy. It's him. Anybody could have had him. It's him, Jansen, and Kershaw. It's extraordinary. It. Just extraordinary. All right. Um, the Clippers are the Clippers like. Getting respect, Andy. Apparently, they're getting a little bit from the the NBA world, and is it well earned? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, Andy's in for Slee on seven ten ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Should I crowdsource that question, Andy? I, I, I'm, it would get bad. I, I think I got to hold off. Does she listen? Very, very infrequently, but it's not a zero percent chance that she's listening. It's there. There's a possibility. Well, I don't think actually. I guess you know what? Put it out there because, as you and I discussed off air, I actually think the last thing you should be doing is trying to surprise. All right, I'll, I'll throw it out there. So here's the deal. I, I've mentioned this a few times. Um, my my wife and I are going to be celebrating our 25th anniversary coming up here in a few weeks. Um, which is, yeah, it's a pretty good run. 25 years is a nice round number. Generally speaking, we don't exchange gifts on our anniversary. We'll go out into dinner and do all that kind of stuff, but we're not really like gift givers in that sense. Neither one of us. I, I, I need to do something, right? Other than just go out and have a nice night and all of that sort of stuff and, you know, reflect on our quarter century together <laughs> that I need to do something, right? But well, here's, here's the potential hazard. You and Susan typically don't do anything for your anniversary. Don't we don't change gifts. gifts. We do. We'll, we'll do something, but it's not gifts. Right. It's not gifts. Yeah. What you don't want to do is put her in a position where she assumes you're not getting her anything. Not in a bad way, but just right. This right. is the way you guys this roll. This is the way we do it. She assumes you're not getting her anything. Therefore, she gets you nothing. Then all of a sudden, you drop this really nice <laughs> gift in her lap. Yeah, and she feels like a jerk. <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I do not want that. I, right. I, I don't want to put make her feel bad, but I also want to do something nice for her. Right. I would. 
do something nice that is in no way a Costco surprise. gold membership? <laughs> Whatever so, it is. Like can't that. go wrong with that. Get us I'll a nice take that. Costco Kirkland pants. A set or sweat Kirkland brand? Why not? Whatever it no. is, yeah. don't make it a surprise. Like, I've actually found in my, in my, I've not been as married as long as you, but I've come to realize surprises when it comes to gifts and stuff like that. Most overrated, potentially dangerous thing you can do in a relationship. It, it, no, it, it, there's some potholes to be sure. Yeah. There, there, there are. But I, I'll say this. I did not fancy myself a surprise party person at all. I like the idea of it. I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. She threw a party for me. I think it was my 30th birthday that I had no idea. A bunch of my friends and family showed up. It was wonderful. It was lovely. Okay. We had a great time. <laughs> let me Let me drill down on this. I think surprises, <laughs> if you are the man trying to surprise a woman, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really dicey. Women are more particular about what they want. I, I don't disagree. She's not that person. Okay. She she's she's a really kind of go with the flow, easy to please. I, I don't even she, she really I don't is. even mean it like I think women can't be go with the flow. I just think with gifts, think yeah, they often just kidding. Right. No. Well, I didn't hear what you yeah, said. Yeah, for for gifts, I was like I think you do think that women aren't go with the flow, but I think for gifts, yes. If you're getting someone like a brand, like if you're getting like okay, you're going to get her a purse. I'm not I'm not saying you should and I don't think you should. But get get a Per specific or any yeah. gift. So what I am thinking is that uh, you get something, something personal, re- refurbished from your wedding. So if she had a, um, I don't know, a it's pretty hungover. I don't remember it very well. <laughs> a necklace that she wore. Something. Wow, we got married. <laughs> Are you sure it was the twenty seventh? Or like if it's um. So one thing that my um, I've done for my parents is we um, redid a photo from their wedding and we got someone commissioned to paint it. So if you do something simple, something simple like myself. that, <laughs> <laughs> you break out the kids' watercolors. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about it being too special that way. Something, something uh, that is thoughtful. Wedding, like the day of I wedding related. I think that's related. it. I, I think it is a thoughtful. Remember when? Here's the, but yeah, something, something like that. I, I am. I, I don't. I'm embarrassed to say this, but it's just the truth. Worst I, present I ever got from my wife was a, pr- a purse. I yeah, I, I, mean, don't get, I would don't never get do that. Branded. The best present I, I ever ne- gave her was pictures of us in a that's, plane. Yeah, that's this a good way thing. to do it. Women know men's brands better than men know women's brands. Yes, and oh, I, I would never buy a thing. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not gonna get like right. that's not the thing. But do I like what Emily is talking about? Like something in that genre is more interesting to me. Doing something with our kids, doing so, yeah. something along those lines, but. Hit me up at Travis Rogers on Twitter. You can send me your ideas. I, I need help. I am a terrible, terrible gift giver. I st- I'm terrible at it. I still think, too, you should verify what's going on on her <laughs> Trust end. but verify. Trust but verify. Because I'm, Maybe... I'm telling you, you're going to make her feel terrible. Yeah, no, you're... If you go yeah, over you know, I, the top I, and she doesn't do anything, I'm obviously not worried about spoiling surprise. If we're doing this right now, but I, I <laughs> no, there, there don't are people surprise. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to surprise. It, it, but I don't think it would be put, put it this way. In Emily's idea of something very personal, that's it's not expensive. It's just it's sure. thoughtful. You can. I don't think she'd take that. Listen, the wrong you way. can surprise her <laughs> with what it is. Yeah. Don't surprise her that it's coming. Don't mm. surprise her that something is coming. Because, again, if you're going outside the way you typically do this, you are setting up Susan through no fault of her own for looking like she's the one that didn't care. Well, you don't care about 25 years? Yeah. What's the matter with you? <laughs> wait, wait, I couldn't even get a six-pack out of this deal? I Come a, on. I have another small suggestion. All right. Is the uh, bakery that made your wedding cake still around? I, I, it's a really or, good idea, Emily, but well, I, kind I, of I couldn't cake. even begin. I, I don't know the answer to either of those questions. Like, Do you even know I, what the cake was? I have no, maybe, absolutely maybe no. Maybe Kelly listened to me was blind drunk the yeah, whole thing. It's fine. I, 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 first of all, twenty five years ago, the flavor right, of right. the cake has kind of escaped me at this point. Thirteen um, years, I'd have no idea. Yeah, what I, yeah. I'm just, I, maybe get. It's get a good Kelly, idea, Kelly, to ask your wife about something and then and then get it back to you that's how we've done it in the past with my dad it's not a bad idea it's not a bad idea i could i could use my uh my spies to get into andy it's been uh 40 minutes since i mentioned have you signed up for cover five yet using the code ts22 tell me more (laughs) cover five (laughs) is 
a great way to play uh, sports and, and pick games without having to put your own money in, right? You just sign up and you're ready to go. Put the Cover 5 app on your phone or go to Cover5.com and use the promo code TS22. Travis Sliwa, the year 22, right? TS22. If you win each week, you get 100 bucks. Again, you don't have to put anything in. If you have the best season-long total of points, you get a Travis Lee experience. You could have Taylor write you a song. You could have, it could be Ask You that day instead of Ask yeah. Slee. You could answer those questions. There's a lot of ways that we can do it. We, we can figure that out, but you got to sign up. Go to Cover5.com or the Cover5 app on your phone. Use that code TS22 to join our show league. And Emily, I thought you were Gene Takovic in the league because I, I know you're I the did, Breaking I, Bad I, person. I, I'm mad I didn't be Gene Takovic. I should have been, uh, you know, uh, Saul Goodman or something. Yeah, that, any of those. You're just that you, you're kind of like me. It's just you're E. Hebel. I'm Travis. It's we're not hard to decipher online. You know exactly where Gene we are. Gene Takovic, though, is a great name. It's a great name. That's a great name you, for this. You, my, my fantasy football, uh, like a lim- not a fantasy football, like eliminator pool kind of thing we did was um, Donna Martin graduates for a very long time. That was the name of my test. <laughs> strong. Yeah, it was. I was. I was pleased. That's really I, strong. I, I may break it out again for the eliminator. Did you do pool any more trivia yesterday in my absence? Um, no, we didn't. Okay, we maybe didn't. I'll, yeah, you, I'll could, you could circle back. Through. We could circle back. All right. Um, Ask Andy is right around the corner. We got some good ones. If you want to participate on the phone, always a good way to do it. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. That's next. It's Travis Lee. Seven ten ESPN. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, we got some good ones on the phones that we're going to get to in one second, but this is, I, I, you're the right person to ask for this, okay? This is from GFish21, and he writes, hashtag Ask Andy. Mikhail Gorbachev passed away. In honor of him and his appearance in the Naked Gun movie, can you please explain to me why the Angels played the Mariners at Dodger Stadium when Reggie tried to kill the Queen? (laughs) It's a very good question. I'm guessing it had something to do with uh, zoning and where you could film, where you couldn't film, what was available that particular week of shooting. Don't forget Enrico Palazzo, too. Yeah, Enrico, Enrico Palazzo was there. But it, it, I don't know if you're anything like me. I, and I, I can suspend disbelief for movies. I understand that it's a movie. It's not a documentary. But the second I see the Mariners playing the Angels at Dodger Stadium, I'm like, no, this is this this is a farce. I'm okay with Reggie shooting the Queen, but the the the, the juxtaposition of American League teams in a National League park before interleague play it bothers me. Well, I in that sense I got lucky because I grew up in St. Louis and therefore could not identify Dodger Stadium off the top of my head. So, like, to me, that was whatever stadium I needed to believe that it was. <laughs> yeah, you, that probably makes more sense. Uh, this is from New Wolf, or Nolf 83 This isn't an Ask uh, Andy, but I just wanted to read it. Now that you mention it, my cat Silky Johnson looked like a young Pedro Infante. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> and yes, Silky did. Yeah, I don't, maybe the headwear. It, it, it could be that along the way. Let's go to Torrance and Alex. Alex, you're on with Ask Andy. What do you got, Alex? All right, guys. So I I know that everyone at work has some unwritten rules. What are some unwritten rules at the 710 studio? It's a good one. Well, I'm the wrong guy to ask. I'm not here enough. <laughs> um, I would like to why I would like to think that you're supposed to clean up after yourself when you leave the okay. room. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll just say it. That fridge got a bit of an aroma. There's a lot of stuff in there all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know who's responsible. Which one are you talking about? Out? The one in the kitchen over there? Or the, the one the, back in the back the, in the bullpen? You, oh, is the one in the bullpen bad too? No, the, they're all bad. The kitchen fridge at least, a little musty. 
<laughs> it's time for a new box of baking soda, so, shall we that say? Was, okay, I'm, I may not be here regularly all the time, but I've been here a long time. That was something I got to say in the old era. They handled a little more. <laughs> the, the, I'm the, not, I'm not, the, try, I'm not trying fridge? to throw the good karma people under the bus. I'm just saying... That fridge smelled like roses back in the day. <laughs> well, clean up the fridge. It yes. could be at the top of the list. All right, this is from Disc. Uh, well, hashtag... said Heather ran a tight ship when it she came did. to that. She absolutely that did. I know that was a, that was very very well done. Uh, hashtag Ask Andy from Disc. Which youth youth coach is the worst? Football staccato voice. Of, hey, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna make sure that guy. Baseball coach, hey, you know, my kid's going to play center field for the Yankees one of these days. <laughs> or soccer coach, which he has parentheses, horse jockey. I don't, I don't quite get that one. I don't but know what that means either. Which youth coach, football, baseball, or soccer is the worst? Uh, definitely baseball. Because it's one thing to deal with nonsense from your actual coach. It's another thing to deal with nonsense from a parent of a kid who is not an authority figure other than in his own mind. That's that's the worst. All youth coach, you, you either get a great one that you remember for a long time, like a really nice mm-hmm. guy who, yeah. who maybe taught you some baseball, maybe he didn't, doesn't really matter, and then the rest of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot of there the are. rest of them along the way. Let's go back to Torrance. You're blowing up in Torrance, Andy. Let's go to Hendrick in Torrance. What do you got, Hendrick? How's it going, guys? Oh. Uh, just a heads up. The first caller, Alex, that was my buddy, actually. So you got to let oh, us wow. know which question was better. Okay. Um, my question, this really gets me. When you're refilling toilet paper, does the flap go over or under? Thank you, guys. Thanks, Hendrick. It's got to go over. I, yeah, it does. It's over. It does. For for the for the most obvious reason, right? We, we, we've talked about this before, but the over, think waterfall instead of mullet. Those are your choices, right? Waterfalls over the front, mullets out the back. Yeah. You you sometimes can't find the, the, the starting point when it's on the back. You end up spinning it around looking for it. Nothing drives me more insane than a, when you get a paper towel roll and you cannot figure out... <laughs> How to open the thing up. You end up ultimately like ripping half of it apart, trying to figure out where this, like, why don't they just come with the flap started? Yeah, I don't know why we have to glue that shut. Why, why is it sealed? I don't have a good answer. You for know what? what annoys me too is when you have clear tape and you in like on one of those rolls and you can't find the, okay, the but edge. At the start, see, here. here's the thing. This is, and I've. I've gotten irrationally angry about this more than one occasion. You're right. Okay. You're 100% right. When it comes from the store, right? When you go to the hardware store or whatever and you buy your big roll of tape, whether it's duct tape or the clear plastic tape, whatever it is, there's a little start tab. It, it yes. when you get it from the, it, so when you tear off your piece, create a new flap. Right. This is not, it's not, it's not, this is one of these things. If you just stick it right back on the roll, it, you're, you're right. You'll be there for the rest of your life trying to get that with your thumbnail, try to get it started. But if you tear off your piece and then cut, a, not even cut, just fold one teeny tiny little corner, we're ready to go. This is not this is not a difficult problem to solve. By the way, too, I'm getting angry text right now from my wife. A, because she thinks that me sharing the thing about Bobo and James Garner, <laughs> we look like crazy dog people. B, Don't. she's upset that I didn't use a better picture of Bobo. <laughs> I think it's probably more the second thing. The, no, here, here's the thing. You would be crazy dog people if your dog didn't look like Jim Garner, but he does. <laughs> he does. Therefore, you're okay. <laughs> if your dog looked like, I don't know, Lassie, and you said it was, you'd be like, no, Andy Andy and his wife have lost their minds. Yeah, nobody has argued. There's not a single person who's responded on Twitter, at Cam Brothers, saying, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> All right, here's another one. This is from John. John writes, which food item do you put in your pocket for convenient consumption? For example, the other night, I had pepperoni in my pocket to snack on. I'm assuming he means like a meat stick you get from 7-Eleven or something like that. Well, it could be those slices. They, yeah, but they, you walk around with sliced pepperoni in your pocket. I think they I do think have mini. I think they do have mini slices. It like fits mini in a pocket more. But that's should that not be? Well, if you if you lint in your pocket, don't you put that stuff. on like your pizza? Well, like you, you could have the stick. I understand. Like bite a piece. I off. mean, what is a pepperoni stick if not just pre, rolled up pre sliced yeah, pepperoni? It's the same deal. 
I mean, I'm envisioning loose slices of pepperoni like change I'm in his pocket. I think he did post that. Like I'm, he posted it. I'm assuming that this guy isn't just a complete savage. And he no, put, John and is a buttoned up guy. He's a professional right. man. He's well groomed. So probably put the slices, <laughs> if they were slices, like in a Ziploc or something like that, and they become snackable. Or I do actually think there are snack size packages of sliced pepperoni. I think that exists. I, well, we're gonna. I'm gonna find out later today because if that's if that's something I can just have on my person at any given time, mm-hmm. it's kind of a game changer. Yeah. Do you have a go-to thing that you have like in your bag? Is there goldfish. a protein bar? Oh, goldfish. goldfish. Good choice. I love goldfish. The, the flavor flavor blaster. Flavor, you beat me to it. I was gonna <laughs> say the same that's thing. the best one. Those are good. They got a little extra of the dust. I think that's all it is, right? It's just more of the dust. It is yeah. dust. Yeah. My favorite probably is it's the salt. My right. favorite is probably the parmesan. But Ooh, I'll tell that. you what's underrated. They're pretzel goldfish. The pretzel goldfish it's are just really... just How did I not know that that's and a thing? Pretzel, it's, no, it's, but they're shaped like a fish. <laughs> it's a totally it <laughs> but, but they've got a really good consistency to them. They've got a really good texture. They're, they're different in terms of, like, crunch than regular goldfish. Like, I think they're really underrated. All right, let's see here. Uh... If it's zero degrees today and it's going to be twice as warm tomorrow, what will the temperature be? Hashtag ask Andy. <laughs> is that not still zero? Am I, I multiplication? Anything I, times zero, zero? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, oh my gosh! All right, so re- really quickly, my uh, my youngest was doing math homework last night, and he says to me something that was so basic, like if you if what is zero minus negative three? Negative three, right? I, I didn't know. I'm like, I, I want to say it's three. If you subtract a negative number, is that not adding? But the, the point is, this is something that I could have done in my sleep when I was in high school that, to, that tied my brain in a knot for an hour last night. Well, I could have never done that in my sleep at any point in my life. No, but that was one of those rules, right? When you learn high school math, it's you inside the parentheses, exponents. No, I know you, what the you, rules you, were. I'm the saying I could have never done it in my sleep. <laughs> What is it? Anybody know? You, Z- zero so, okay. minus negative three. Actually, you might no, think be right. <laughs> think about your bank account. If you have negative three dollars and you uh, minus zero, no, but I have zero dollars. Right, but the zero. But I'm taking away negative three dollars. Is that Travis not is adding the three dollars? Cancel each yes. other out. Yeah. Maybe. I think right. It might be three. I was helping my daughter with her math homework a couple days ago. They're they're doing area, and she asked me for a problem she didn't understand. And I started going through her other homework, and she got immediately defensive. Like, she thought I was checking her answers. I'm like, no, I'm reviewing what this stuff was to try to make sure I even still remember. I don't want to tell you how to do it wrong. I was out on kid math homework in about fifth grade. That She's was that sixth. was about the done. She's in sixth. Um, I'm going to double. I'm going to ask Siri. Apparently, that's the way you can solve some of these math problems. That's coming up next. Plus, the Clippers are actually getting some respect in NBA circles. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN.